Samsung's got a mixed history when it comes to the software running its smartphone user interface. But One UI 4 is out and takes into consideration what's been going on with the pandemic. Let's break it down. I'm Roger Chang, this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to talk all things Samsung is CNET phone reviewer Lisa Erichiko. Welcome, Lisa. Hey, thanks for having me. So Samsung released its uh, next major software update today. Uh, so what exactly are Galaxy phones going to get with this new One UI 4 user interface? Yeah, so a lot of the major updates really involve the user interface, um, you know, like the design of the software and also privacy updates. So some of those, you know, user interface features are, um, you know, that, that you can match your uh, theme for your whole phone to your wallpaper. So that's kind of similar to the Material U uh, design that has come with Android 12. So that's something that Samsung is, is really talking up a lot. But there's also, it seems like there's a lot of smaller design flourishes throughout the software. Um, like there's more haptics, for example. Um, you know, widgets are now going to look more consistent with rounded corners, um, despite whether it's a Samsung widget or a third party one. So that should make widgets look more consistent and have a little bit more of a clean look. And you know, there's also a lot of privacy updates, like I mentioned. So, you know, things like you'll be able to see an icon when the camera or microphone is on, really similar to iOS in that sense. You can choose your approximate or precise location um, when you're sharing location data with an app, just like iOS. So a lot of things like that. Um, but it does seem like this update is about a lot of little features rather than one big thing. So I think, you know, there's probably a ton of stuff that we'll just kind of discover as, as we're using it. Got it. And, and going back to like the old days of Samsung and, and those were the earlier days of Android. Uh, Cause I, I still remember when one UI was kind of a mess in the early days, you know, it was confusing. It was stuffed with featureitis. You know, there were 14 different ways to do one thing. I'm, I'm curious how it's evolved over the years and, and how it stacks up now versus kind of those rough early days. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think anybody that has used Samsung phones for a long time or has covered Samsung for a long time, you know, it's going to be hard to kind of shake off that memory because it was really bad at one point, right? It was very feature stuff, like you mentioned. It was really cluttered and kind of hard to navigate. Um, but, you know, I think Samsung has already made a lot of progress in this area. Um, as someone who has, you know, reviewed phones, I think for the last like eight years now or something, I've definitely seen a big difference and, and things are already more streamlined. And that was part of the big one UI shift that Samsung went through a few years ago. So, you know, what you're describing, Roger, is kind of more of like the the TouchWiz era of Samsung. And like yes. they kind of had this shift over to One UI and I believe it was 2018. And that kind of solved a lot of those issues. Um, you know, that being said, you know, I think my bigger criticism these days is less about the interface being too feature stuffed. And I think it's more about Samsung kind of falling behind a bit in terms of innovation. I mean, when, when you look at, you know, Google, for example, a lot of the features that make Pixel phones really interesting um, are, are the new Google Assistant powered features um, that, you know, have the Google Assistant wait on hold for you or transcribe a call for you, things like that. And I feel like Samsung is 
still kind of playing catch up a bit to, to Apple and Google with its software updates versus pushing things forward. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. That's what it seems like. But yeah, to your point, Roger, it feels like Samsung is, is catching up a little bit um, from that touch whiz era of things just being a bit too complicated and messy for the user. So the good news is that, you know, Samsung phones are a lot easier to use now and then the software is, is cleaner. Um, but, you know, I, I do feel like they, now they need to think about how to push the experience forward. And they've done that in the past. Like they were one of the first to do multi-window on phones and stuff like that. But I think now we need to see where they're going to go from here. Right. And you actually had a chance to talk to a Samsung executive about the latest version. I'm curious you know, what that discussion was about. And, you know, the fact that, that, you know, they took into consideration some of the ways that we've like some of the changes that have come into place in terms of how we use our phones because of the pandemic. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting because this is also a broader shift that we've seen throughout the entire tech industry. But, but yeah, when I talked to Samsung, you know, one of the first things that they mentioned was, you know, without me even bringing it up at first was some of the changes that they've made and how they were kind of inspired by the pandemic. So, you know, the, the biggest example is, you know, more, a lot of the, the user interface and design changes, you know, things like adjusting the size of fonts and, and using fewer colors and, you know, making the screen even, you know, dimmer than, than it could have been before when you're using your phone in a, you know, dark circumstance. And, a lot of that was inspired by the fact that we are on our phones a lot more often than we were before the pandemic, you know, mostly because, you know, of course, this is how we communicated with people, but also, you know, we're staring at our phones all day for entertainment and work during the pandemic. So, you know, I think that's definitely something that they really took into account here. But there's also, you know, other things too, like, um, you know, they mentioned a new feature where you can record audio and video during conference calls and how they thought of that because, you know, it was a lot easier for remote learning and they kind of really saw the demand for that um, in, in the remote learning space for recording lectures and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think this is a broader shift, but this is just kind of the latest example of it. Yeah, you, you mentioned that, this is sort of like an example. I'm just curious of what some of those other examples are of, you know, gadgets or features or services that has emerged because of COVID-19. Yeah, you know, and I think, and this isn't something that, you know, Apple has said directly, but this is just kind of, you know, I, I think just looking at the update, you can kind of see this. I mean, iOS 15 is kind of similar, right? I mean, SharePlay is probably the biggest feature that, that made me think like, okay, you know, Apple must have thought about how we were using our phones differently during the pandemic. Because, um, you know, if you're not familiar, SharePlay is a feature that lets you essentially like share content over FaceTime. So like watching a movie with someone over FaceTime or music or, you know, something like that. And I don't know about you, but during the shutdown period, when I couldn't see a lot of my friends, you know, we were trying to do a lot of like movie nights over Zoom and stuff like that. So I, I think that seems very pandemic inspired, but but also looking at, you know, a lot of the laptops that we saw in early 2021, like right around CES, you know, the, the big thing that everybody was talking about were, you know, better cameras and like blue light filters and stuff like that. So it was clear that these companies were thinking about making these changes to their laptops based around the idea that, okay, people are going to be 
using this for work and for personal time. So they're going to be looking at the screen longer. You know, they're going to be on a lot of video calls. Right. So, um, you know, I, I think we're seeing like the lasting effects of, of the pandemic on, on the tech that we use every day. Right. And, uh, you know, the going back to one UI and you, know, you, you talked about privacy as one aspect, obviously that's something that's top of mind for a lot of folks. Can you sort of run through in detail some of those privacy additions or features with uh, the update? Yeah. So there's a few different things, you know, I think, you know, one of the big ones is uh, being able to choose if you want to share your exact location or your approximate location. Um, you know, that's something that, you know, Apple has been doing for a little while, but it's great to see Samsung kind of following suit and, and offering that as well, because, you know, I think this is a big issue that's kind of come to light in recent years more than ever is, you know, how much data apps actually track about you and you might not even realize it sometimes. Um, and then another thing is being able to see whether the microphone and camera are being used. So that's another important thing. And I think there's just like a lot of little things like that, that will, that will kind of come up as we're using the software, but, but yeah, I think, you know, the, the big theme seems to be having more transparency and control over what you're sharing with apps and when, and again, I think that's something that we've seen in the last few years, but it's great to see, you know, Samsung, one of the biggest phone makers in the world kind of pushing that as well. Yeah. I guess lastly, uh, and this seems like a dumb question, but how do you update to the new one UI software? And is it, is it select phones only, or is it like the Galaxy S21, or can any Samsung phone update to the, the new UI? Yeah, so right now it's just for the Galaxy S21 series. So that's the S21, the S21 Plus, and the S21 Ultra. And if the update is available for your phone, you should be able to just go into the settings menu and go to software update and it should be there. But I think Samsung also usually sends a notification when it's available. So you might want to check your notification drawer and see if there's anything there. Um, so yeah, it's starting with the S21 series, but eventually, I think it, sometime soon, they have not said when, they're also going to roll it out to older Galaxy S devices so, you know, the S20, probably the S10, I don't know which others, and um, the foldables as well. So the Galaxy Z Flip and Z Fold 3 and um, tablets as well. Um, but they haven't been as specific about which tablets will receive it. Got it. Well, I'm sure a bunch of Samsung customers are looking forward to it. Lisa, thank you for your time. You can check out her full story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or send for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.